Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and, and the, the world, world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email Tucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweeds Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweeds Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday. What the heck is going on? It's a crazy day out there today. Good morning, all you ganja lovers. We're online if you want to get on and blog with us. We, uh, if you go to tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. Did I get in trouble for using that because Yahoo used that? No, it was Yahoo. Something like that. So, no, I can do the .com, huh? PM. Copyright, trademark, patent, whatever you want to do. It's mine. Okay, never mind. But anyway, good morning, all you guys lovers. Welcome to Wednesday. Wednesday, I just took the smallest hit. I've never taken in my life. <laughs> but we're packing the bowls. We're excited for the show. We have some really great news to report about the elections. And um, some states legalized, some states didn't. But that's okay. Um, any progress is, is, is progress for us. Um, maybe not the best, but we'll work on it. South Dakota, I know, did not uh, pass their legislation, but we'll, we'll read why. Maybe it wasn't a good bill. You know, we came across that ourselves. Uh, we were gung-ho for legalization until we read the actual initiative, and then we were gung-ho on making sure it wasn't legalized this way. So welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. It's going to be a fabulous morning. I am getting out the cheese jar, which is going to make it even more fabulous. I mean, really, you can't go wrong with cheese jar. Although we might take four or six out. Be careful with this thing. All right. Woo-hoo. All right. So I hope everybody voted yesterday. And um, just vote. It's so important. You know, we're really, 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 here's the lecture. We're really lucky. We, we really are. We're, we're one country that has, you know, the ability to allow its citizens to vote. And I think that um, it's important. Um, a lot happened yesterday. Uh, Democrats took over the House again, and we've got four states that legalized marijuana, I think, three or four. We've got a gay governor in Colorado for the first time ever. We've got a black representative now. We've got some Muslim representatives now. And we have the youngest woman in the Senate. 
Thank you. Very hot. Whatever. Young, youngest woman to win in this race, all 29 years old. I, that's fantastic. Yeah, holy shit, is right. She can be shit. That's totally great. But she got out there and she did what she believed in. And, you know, it, it, this was a hard election um, to choose one way or the other because I, I was getting text messages um, from these different organizations. And I don't, I think I mostly got Democratic ones um, on PND, party non-denominational. So I thought I would get texts from every side. But when people would text message me, I'd say, They'd say, are you going to vote for so-and-so, or are you going to vote in the election, whatever? And I'd say, well, does this person believe in guns and marijuana and gay rights and the environment and animals? I know. I mean, how else are you going to get through the day without a little Stevie Nicks? So what am I, I have to just, I'm going to play this on air if I can. Uh, my besties all know that I'm a Stevie Nicks freak. So this is what I got this morning in my messages. Let's see if we can hear it. Hang on one second. Oh, hold on. We gotta re- we gotta rewind this and play it because Stevie's just the best. And anyway, so I got some text messages and I actually responded to them and asked them these questions. And then they would write back and say, "Well, um, you have to um, go to this website or go to that website and find out." And because um, I don't know that any one person believed. Um, oh, here it is. Hold on. Wait for it. Wait. Oh, I missed it. Hang on. I'll get it back. So, um, I've never seen Stevie on any of You called in the White Witch. Ah, somebody called in the White Witch. Which we which we all should. So I said, this is just a distraction, squirrel. I asked all these, I send them all these messages back, and then they send me back a bunch of links and say, well, I don't know what they believe in. You check for yourself. So you know, when it comes to voting, I I started thinking about the extremes that everybody is is into, um, and I think that I would rather vote for someone that is more. Extreme extremely conscious of human rights versus someone that's more extremely conscious of rules. Because a lot of bad things happen with this whole immigration process. And, you know, there are a lot of people out there that just want, um, they want everybody allowed in the country, and I think that's great. Um, but there are a lot of people that were willing to do some really bad things to block them out too, and that's not great. So I erred on the side of, am I going to be m- more humane? <laughs> or more rule-like. So I think I erred on the side of being a little more humane. But you can vote however you want. Some people were voting strictly parties um, because it came down to the fact that you couldn't figure out which individual represented what you wanted. So again, it was another lesser of the evil, which is a horrible way to vote. But a lot of people ended up just voting Republican or voting Democratic. And what I heard was there were more independent votes than either of the parties. So um, that's really interesting. At any rate, there's a federal judge that ruled against cannabis laws. Employer can't fire for using THC in a drug test. And if you want to get to use THC, you can do so. You can come on down to Tumbleweed Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Um, 
come on down and give us a call at 520-838-4430 and, and check it out. Um, there's a button to share the story. But right now, we're going to do a little um, commercial for getting your medical marijuana card. If you suffer from PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, HIV, AIDS, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's, a chronic or a debilitating disease, or just the treatment for a chronic or a debilitating disease or a medical condition. So if you have a disease or a medical condition and if the treatment is causing or the condition is causing any of these things, wasting syndrome, <coughs> severe and chronic pain, um, severe nausea, seizures, including those characteristic of epilepsy, severe or persistent muscle spasms, including those characteristic of multiple sclerosis. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to give a huge congratulations to Tumbleweeds Health Center at turning seven years old. That's this week, folks. That's right. We're seven. And to celebrate, we're having a big party on Saturday. Come on down. Ten to three, we're going to have cake. Who doesn't love cake? Everybody loves cake. We're going to have cake. We're going to get some cake. It's just a good cake, actually. You can get me for years and take some cake. This cake is surprisingly awesome. And you can get it at the Walmart Supercenter over at the Tucson Marketplace. There's your ad, Walmart. Sorry <laughs> for all those you hate Walmart. But they do make killer cakes. And they'll put an actual photograph on the top of your cake. Oh, I know. Okay. Uh, we're also having prizes and raffles and giveaways and just fun things. Come on down. And you can win an actual free certification. We have a giant gumball machine, and there is a black gumball in there. You know what? We'll put another one on Saturday just to show everybody. We'll put it in live. We'll, yep, we'll do a live black gumball display, and we'll see who gets it. Because that's a $239 value right now. We're having special this week. So that's right. You can come down to Tumbleweed South Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard in Tucson. Get certified. Show this state that you support medical cannabis, and just get your body healthy. All right, so what do we got here? Um, here's something interesting. People um, all over are always concerned about this. Um, this is about THC. Cannabis law remains federally illegal in the U.S., but this judge says too bad and sides with employee who lost her job for testing positive for THC. A recent decision by a U.S. federal judge has given patients taking medical cannabis some hope. In what seems in what some have held a landmark decision, U.S. District Judge Jeffrey Meyer sided with Caitlin Knoxinger, an employee who lost her job after she tested positive for THC. The judge threw out consideration for federal cannabis law. What does that mean for employees with legalized states? To be fair, it's a very confusing landscape and for employers and employees to navigate. While cannabis remains federally illegal in all forms, Several states have legalized medical and recreational cannabis consumption. There are unique problems 
uh, federal employees face if they work within a state with legalized medical cannabis. It's very likely that the ruling from U.S. District Judge Jeffrey Meyer is the first of many that will decide the fate of medical cannabis patients facing repercussions from employees for using the medicine. In 1988, the federal lawmakers passed the Drug-Free Workplace Act, which mandates <coughs> excuse me, that certain federal contractors and all federal grantees maintain a drug-free workplace as a precondition for receiving federal funding. Now, in, so that was 1988. I wonder what drugs were on that list. Does that include your oxys, your Vicodins, your Dilaudid, your tall ones, your morphines? I mean, is that is marijuana or cocaine and heroin on that list too? Um, so this was the mandate that Caitlin Nostinger's employee was operate under. Her company assumed they must test employees for drug use and fire when necessary. Judge Jeffrey Meyer, however, determined that this law is vague in its application, enforcement and specifics. According to his interpretation, the act doesn't mandate employees drug testing or prevent employers from hiring <clears throat> people who consume cannabis outside of working hours. There have already been a number of state level cases that have sided with medical cannabis, but this is the first significant victory at the federal level. In this case, the judge sided with state cannabis laws over federal prohibition. If this decision stands, it will have it will have set a precedent for other employers in states with medical cannabis access. According to the American Bar Association, employers in the following states likely have a duty to accommodate medical cannabis consumption of their employees. And then here's your list is Arizona, Connecticut, Delaware, Illinois, Maine, Minnesota, uh, Nevada, New York, Rhode Island, uh, and a few more. Now, in states with access to medical cannabis there are not, that are not on the above list will very likely have cases making their way to courts in the near future. In states with no access to medical cannabis, it's likely a judge at any level will defer to federal laws and therefore allow employers the right to discriminate against workers who use medical cannabis. What about recreational cannabis in the workplace, you ask? With nine states currently allowing for recreational access to cannabis and a few more facing the ballot in the coming months, which they won, uh, what can employers do to keep their establishments safe? There is unfortunately no straight answer as each state has developed different regulations for their cannabis laws. For example, California, which has been a hotbed for cannabis activism for years, has just rolled out recreational cannabis, yet California's Proposition 64 allows employers to continue to prohibit employees from using cannabis in the workplace, either for medical or recreational ends. And here's, this should be underlined, bolded, and quoted, in the workplace. So if you go home for lunch, can you eat a gummy bear and go home? Or can you eat your gummy bear before you go to work and be fine for the whole day? Because they can last quite a long time. You could get to the end of your day without needing any more cannabis if you get the right gummy in the morning. And that means you're not using it in the workplace, right? It's not saying you can't use it at home, but it's saying you can't use it while you're there. So <clears throat> you'll oftentimes see people during the day grab a cup of water, a cup of coffee, get into their purse or their wallet or whatever, grab some pills, boop, plunk, there they go, and down the hatch. You don't see people walking up going, uh, excuse me, I, I'd really like to know what was in that pill bottle before you took it. Um, no. So, you know, it's 
someone pops a gummy during work because their back hurts so bad because they're sitting in crappy work chairs all day, well, I think they should have the right, but we'll see. Yet in Colorado, the rules are much more lenient. Siding, um, siding with the employee, Colorado is one of many states with something called the off-duty conduct law in place. This is an employee protection covering all legal activities within state boundaries. If an employer smokes cannabis for recreational purposes on their off time, they're protected from repercussions from their place of employment. Other states have variations of the same thing. Um, in states with no open cannabis law, the issue is straightforward. Employers can drug test their workers and prohibit cannabis use entirely. There are now 46 states with varying access to cannabis, so the issue is not as clear-cut as it once was. It goes without saying that employers can prohibit smoking recreational cannabis while at work, just like they can prohibit drinking. It's a matter of intoxication and workplace safety. But the uh, the rules start getting blurry if workers choose to use cannabis before heading to work or if they use cannabis for an improved health issue. Uh, based on the latest federal ruling, it looks as if employers will uh, will says will know will not be able to outright ban medical cannabis, especially if used off duty. But there may be certain positions like working with heavy equipment, which may warrant deeper legal consideration. Those are the safety positions that here in Arizona you can't get a card if you are employed by one of those positions, right? I'm silently getting my head nods from the Silver Sister. She is here. Uh, If organizations are concerned about the use of cannabis on the job, they should seek legal advice prior to creating any company-wide policies. Many organizations have merely uh, broadened their drug and alcohol policy to create more general terms. Instead of prohibiting uh, specific substances, policies are now prohibiting intoxication more broadly. It's a safe bet in a hazy world of weed at work. And that's true. And and it, and it comes down to two things. The first one being intoxicated. Are you intoxicated at work? You could be intoxicated on coffee or alcohol or you're dilated or what if you're new to taking? What if you just get in a car accident? You've never we get this all the time. We have little ladies that come in. They they get some sort of ache and pain they've never had in their entire life. They've never taken a Tylenol. They've never used anything. And all of a sudden, their doctor's telling them to get some weed, and they're scared to death. Um, so a first-time experience can be very intoxicating for somebody. So, you know, they, they have mostly always had, that's what they're doing, definitely maybe had alcohol rehab um, situations for people. So if, you, if you're just too drunk all the time and you can't work, your job is going to send you to rehab. But if you come to work and you're not intoxicated at all and you happen to fail a drug test, then you get fired because you've got THC in your system. Well, hopefully not anymore. Hopefully this this sticks and um, this judge uh, has made a really great decision to look at state law, which is what we all have state law for. Uh, So I was up way too early and uh, I was posting all sorts of stuff uh, on Facebook I don't always know how to use it, so I'm trying to find um, – okay. So, we, like I said earlier, we've got some great, great strides made. Um, congratulations, Mr. Polis, nation's first openly gay governor. Oh, this is a great one. I love Micro. Who doesn't love Dirty Jobs? This guy is so great. 
So we're going to um, we're going to listen to what Mike has to say about farmers because I just heard this this morning and I thought everybody should should hear this. It's it's pretty it's pretty impactful and it's only a minute long. And then we've got another video to play too, which is about nine minutes and and pretty impactful too. So there we go, Mike Rowe. This guy's so awesome. Dirty jobs. You really don't think of the modern farmer in aspirational terms. Says farmers are often portrayed as dirty, lazy, stupid. Like the Beverly Hillbillies, but they deserve our respect. One and a half percent of our population feed 300 million people. If you're a farmer, you're facing challenges unlike most business owners would ever remotely contemplate. Real estate challenges, EPA challenges, energy challenges. Every single thing that's in the headlines affects farming, but farming in an aspirational sense, is never in the headlines. The number of farms in the U.S. went from 6 million in 1935 to 2 million in 2012, and farmers' incomes are in their sharpest decline since the Great Depression. Despite the challenges, farmers continue to do the critical work of feeding our nation. Not seeing the incredible uh, chemistry which has allowed us to feed the world. All right, if you know a farmer, go hug your farmer today. We're so fine. We love our farmer, Doug. <clears throat> so that was Mike Rowe. Uh, Utah legalizes medical marijuana. Let's just read about it. Woo, woo. This is from High Times. Um, oh, that's it? We get a picture? <laughs> I told you I don't know how to use Facebook. Uh, there should be a link somewhere. Hang on. Um, we could just go to hightimes.com and figure that out. Oh, no, go back to my page. We'll do it over here. So Utah, Missouri, Michigan, uh, South Dakota did not. That's okay. South Dakota, North Dakota, and Kansas all got to get together and rally up and get their weed going because uh, they're so right? um, so, Okay, here we go. Hang on. We'll get to the news here. We'll get to more news in one second. Um, but there was some – I wish I could just get to the link. My apologies, folks. We'll get to the more, more of the states that legalize. Um, oh, this is a good one because a patient came in uh, to the health center, Tumbleweed Health Center, and um, was talking about dementia. And they didn't think that uh, cannabis was good for dementia. And it's actually one of the qualifying conditions as Alzheimer's in the Arizona Medical Marijuana Act. So um, let's read this a little bit, and then we'll get back to the states that approved. And here we go. I don't know why I'm sitting right next to the router network modem and it's so slow. It's because of all the ads, right? All right. We all forget things sometimes, whether it's our car keys or the words to a song. As we age, changes in memory um, are normal, but we also become more susceptible to memory loss linked to dementia. Now researchers at the University of Bonn in Germany suggest a daily dose of THC in marijuana can strengthen brain connections to reverse the effects of aging in the elderly. Great, we're all going to live to be like 190 years. In the study published in Nature Medicine, the German researchers found THC to have a very robust and profound effect in reversing brain aging and restoring learning and memory in mice in just four weeks. The research team simulated the endocannabinoid system, sorry, Oh, it's a simulator. With THC, involved in balancing body's response to stress in older mice as a potential way to improve brain function. THC affects us by 
imitating similar molecules in the system which fulfill important functions in the brain. With increasing age, the quantity of the cannabinoids naturally formed in the brain reduces, said Professor Andrea Zimmer from the Institute of Molecular Psychiatry at the University of Bonn and member of the Cluster of Excellence Immunosensation in a statement, quote, when the activity of the cannabinoid system declines, we find rapid aging in the brain. Uh, Previous research on young adults and frequent marijuana use has found THC leads to a decline in cognitive function, but little is known about its effect on the older population. For example, teens who smoke pot every day for about three years perform worse on long-term memory assessments. Moreover, the hippocampus, the brain region associated with long-term memory, looked abnormal in an MRI. This prompted Zimmer and his colleagues to test the effects of THC on the aging brain of mice. The team gave the mice a small dose of THC at age 2, 12, 18 months over a period of four weeks. The amount administered was too small to give them psychoactive effects. After four weeks, the researchers tested the mice's ability to perform cognitive tasks such as finding their way through mazes and the recognition of other mice. The findings, can you see it? They're fist bumping in the hall. Do it sound like that? Like seriously. Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> okay. Um, the findings revealed older mice given THC performed as well as the young mice in the control group. However, aging mice given the placebo placebo showed learning and memory loss, which is commonly associated with aging. In other words, the brain aged much faster when mice did not possess any functional receptors for THC. Meanwhile, further studies showed THC increases the number of connections between brain cells in the hippocampus. This means memory is strengthened in older mice, which could potentially open up new options when it comes to treating dementia. Although, quote, although there is a long path from mice to humans, I feel extremely positive about the pers- prospect that THC could be used to treat dementia, for instance, said Senya Schultz, the North Rhine-Westphalia Science Minister, in a statement, previous research has shown THC appears to remove the amyloid clumps, the Alzheimer's hallmark, from nerve cells grown in the lab. However, no studies or trials have looked into the effects of marijuana or its components on the causes of Alzheimer's disease in people. Studies like Zimmer's do show some promise, but more research is needed to understand the wider effects of these components before coming to any conclusions. Zimmer and his colleagues are now planning human trials to see whether older people can benefit from low dose of THC, and if so, from what age can they see benefit? There's no formula that can equate mouth months into human years, the trial will use purified THC rather than weed, so the dosage can be controlled possibly um, via mouth spray. I know we're bo- we both got these like furrows in our face, and we're looking cockeyed and sideways. All right. Um, <clears throat> it is a climate where only 29 states in Washington D.C. have laws in place uh, for medical marijuana. It's unlikely doctors will prescribe THC as a means to prevent cognitive decline in the elderly. However. 
It's exciting to see scientists trying to find a fountain of youth, even if it's through THC. What a time to be alive. Well, I wholeheartedly disagree because there, there will be a time when they do prescribe THC for a whole slew of ailments. Uh, it's, you know, it's science that's been done for thousands and thousands of years that we know uh, is, is why we like cannabis and the cannabinoids so much. So if you suffer from PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, HIV, AIDS, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitations of Alzheimer's disease, a chronic or debilitating disease or a medical condition or just a treatment for a chronic or debilitating disease or a medical condition that causes wasting syndrome, severe and chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including those characteristic of epilepsy, severe persistent muscle spasm, including those characteristic of multiple sclerosis. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. We'd also like to thank a couple other of our sponsors. Uh, We love the Growers House. Those guys are awesome. Family-owned hydroponics for anything you want to grow from strawberries to tomatoes to... We're not allowed to grow bananas, aren't we? We're not allowed to grow bananas in this country. Are there even such a thing? Yeah, we're making banana seeds over here. Uh, go to Grower's House. They might have banana seeds for sale. If they do, pick me up some. Get me a couple. All right. So Grower's House is awesome. They're at 3635 East 34th Street. We did it. That deserves a golf clap. Hope it's East. Maybe it's West. Look it up. Grower'shouse.com. Also, Canna Health online digital magazine. If you don't want to go anywhere and you want to learn about everything, about medical marijuana, here's your place to do it. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals, profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public, and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. Go to tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. And if you go to the radio section page, scroll down. There's a link to both those uh, supporters and advertisers and lovers of cannabis. And you know what else we love? Yep. Walk into 
to my house, like what up, I got some good pot I'm just pumped up, got some herb from the pot shop Ice in my fridge, it used to be frosty My friend's like, damn, that's a stoned-ass donkey Rolling in hella hot, looking like it's super time Dominating all my friends as I eat some chili fries Draped in a smuggy with my girl sitting next to me Probably shouldn't have had a big gulp full of ice tea but shit, it was 99 cents. I'll be blazing and smoking it. About to go and get some munchies next. Passing up on those cracker jacks. Reese's pizzas are where it's at. Gotta get me some soda pop. Cotton mouth has been creeping up. I can't remember where I put my keys. Yeah, that's what's up. I'ma take your grandpa's ride. I'ma take your grandpa's ride. No, for real. Ask your grandpa. Can I take a 65? Deville cruising to my local Publix. Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks. They have frozen burritos. I bought frozen burritos. I bought some Ben and Jerry's. And then I bought some Cheetos. Hello, hello, my main man Obama A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana What you gonna do, send the feds there? Hell no, the DEAs would be like, aw, they got volcano I'm gonna smoke some weed Only got $20 in my pocket I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop This is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plant illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interest I call that getting swindled and pimped shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old so it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control. Peak game, look into my political telescope. Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't. Not hella won't. Hey Obama, stop being a hypocrite. You used to smoke weed, fool. I'm gonna smoke some weed. Only got $20 in my pocket. I'm a run, looking for a pot shop. jealous. Um, our Netherlands friend sends us beautiful, beautiful pictures of, of what they grow. Wow. Al Pergerinia, um Indica. This is what we got a picture of. Uh, mainly Indica with an early flowering period. It's been cultivated uh, at more than a thousand meters of altitude so it's strong and resistant to extreme conditions. Always a natural envir- environmental logic. 
um, it may acquire a purple tone without becoming part of the purple family. With a sweet aroma and a very good taste, it has a relaxing, non-cerebral physical effect. Ooh, golf clap for that. I love him because really funny. Oh, yeah. Ooh, nice job. Good job. Good going. Because um, <clears throat> I, when I... When we first started tumbleweeds, we were I didn't know anything about the differences between indica and sativa, and you know, yeah, I'm, 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 you know, I have my ways, and I thought, you know, I knew what kind I liked, but then I realized that I didn't kind, I didn't like the kind that got you high, <laughs> so I was slightly disappointed. <laughs> but I'm not much for that. I have some pain, so. Um, I like the indica myself. I do indica all day long. I wake up like a little monkey, so I don't need any more of that kind of energy. Um, I think we have Cannabis Kit on the line. Let's see if we can. Uh, here we go. Cannabis Kit, do we have you here today? Good morning, everybody. Oh, good morning, and welcome back. And happy Cannabis seven Kid. and happy seven year anniversary, Tumbleweed. Oh my gosh, can you believe it? Seven years. It's amazing. It is amazing. Are you being chased by the police again, cannabis kid? I'm Don't not exactly like... sure. Don't oh, get Tell them what it's good for. Hey, say hello to the Netherlands. <laughs> wow. Um, we've got some action on the streets. That's what we've got. Cannabis kid is live on the streets of Tucson, looking for cannabis action. Is it a cannabis crime? <laughs> Tell it's kind of crazy out here today. <laughs> It's a well, I'm primer. entering the freeway over here off of Ina. Actually, I'm Carol. That was no, they didn't. Hey, Cannabis Kids, say hello to the Netherlands. The Netherlands are on air today. Hey, Netherlands, we haven't seen you in a long time. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, oh, they're doing well. We've got some pictures of just how well they're doing. <laughs> and Is wow. the Kiva sister there, too? Oh, there, he, there's some indicas growing. Oh, uh, he's being chased. Yeah, sound like you, it sounds like you ducked into an alleyway. You get away. <laughs> is Silver away Sister there today? Silver Sister is here today as well. We got Hi, a, Silver we have Sister. A, a, we have a full house. She's waving. <laughs> we have I'm Alginio from afar. Um, virtual hugs are coming all the way to the Netherlands from wherever you are in Tucson and to the Studio C here. So, oh, <laughs> um, we were just getting ready to discuss the states that got to legalize in our country uh, yesterday. So we've got some big wins for weed, which are really, really good. Uh, I don't know if you got to see all the posts that I did online this morning way too early before anybody else was up. Uh, medical marijuana was legalized in Missouri. Can you believe it? In Missouri. Missouri. Hey, that's Missouri. awesome. That is awesome. I know South Dakota didn't pass, but, you know, we have to wonder why. It maybe wasn't a really good initiative. Maybe it was very poorly written. But Missouri voters have said, yes, they want medical marijuana legalized. Missouri has legalized medical marijuana through the initiative process with voters approving Amendment 2 this evening. The measure, which passed uh, with over 65% support, legalizes the possession and use of marijuana and marijuana products for medical purpose. Those wanting to use medical marijuana legally will first need to receive a recommendation from a physician. 
Uh, the measure the measure authorizes medical marijuana dispensaries, which will be allowed to sell marijuana to patients. Amendment two places a four percent tax on medical marijuana. Missouri now joins over 30 other states that have legalized at least some form of medical marijuana. And then you can read Amendment 2 if you want to go ahead and read that. But we're just going to skip it and, and clap for them because that's awesome. The more people, the more, states, the more states that get on board with this, um, the better. And the better chance we have of people like Jeff Sessions uh, not taking things away from us because they can't. We won't let them. Um, all right. What else we got going? So let's see. I found I found all my Facebook things. I, I'm excited now. Um, so that was Missouri. Let's see who else we got. Utah voters approve medical marijuana. Utah. Woo! Now I would have banked Utah to be one of the last ones, except you know what? Those Utahians they like their money too. That's not their money, we're going to heal through God's ways, right? Utah voters approve medical marijuana. Uh, voters in one of the nation's most conservative states have opted to legalize medical marijuana. With nearly three-quarters of precincts reporting, Utah's medical cannabis ballot measure was leading by a margin of 53 to 47. And um, NBC News and Salt Lake City's local Fox affiliate both projected that it was approved. Regardless of the result, however... Um, uh oh, something popped up on my here. Let's mute it really fast. Something popped up. I don't know what the heck popped up on my screen here. Um, regardless of the result, however, legal medical marijuana in the state was a near certainty after both proponents and opponents of the ballot initiative came together last month in support of a plan to enact compromise legislation um, allowing patients to use cannabis. Well, that's how it should be. Approval of the question. Uh, by voters, however, should give a boost to efforts by legalization supporters to hold lawmakers and Governor Gary Herbert to follow through on their pledge to enact patient access in a special legislative session before the end of the year. The passage of Proposition 2 illustrates just how broad support has grown for medical marijuana in the United States. Matthew Switch, Deputy, uh, Deputy Director of the Marijuana Policy Project, said, even in socially conservative states like Utah, most voters recognize medical marijuana has significant medical value and they believe it should be available <clears throat> to patients who could benefit from it. As written in the ballot message. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's, that's like the judge siding with the patient and having THC in their system. I'm sure there are all sorts of other things in their system. Um, oh, good. Now the, the, oh, boy, these little pop-ups are crazy. As written in the ballot measure, qualified patients with physician approval would be issued state identification cards and be allowed to purchase two ounces of medical marijuana or products containing 10 grams of cannabidiol or tetrahydrocannabidiol from a dispensary during any two-week period. Okay, so they're following closely with Arizona. Patients who don't live within 100 miles of a dispensary would be able to cultivate six plants at home, and the measure would create an affirmative defense that could be used by patients before official state ID cards become available. Patients would be able to designate caregivers to assist with growing and obtaining uh, an administration of cannabis. Smoking medical marijuana, marijuana would not be allowed under the measure, however. The state would issue licenses for medical cannabis cultivation, processing, testing, 
and dispensary uh, dispensing businesses. Municipalities would be allowed to regulate, though not ban, and uh, medical marijuana businesses. That's good. That's that's really good. You can't ban them, but you can regulate them. So you can't have, like Starbucks. You can't have 400 dispensaries on one block. Well, <laughs> sales would be exempt from sales taxes, and revenues generated by licensing fees would go towards covering implementation and regulation costs. But the compromise, as detailed by stakeholders last month, would scale back some provisions. For example, it would not allow for any uh, authorizing fewer dispensaries and contains a shorter list of qualifying medical conditions. It is our hope that Utah's politicians respect the will of the electorate and move swiftly to enact the Utah Medical Cannabis Act in a manner that comports uh, with both the spirit of the law in the letter of the law, normal political uh, director said. Um, Slice of MPP agreed, quote, we supported the compromise legislation that was agreed to by the governor, legislative leaders, and some of our opponents because we wanted to ensure an effective medical cannabis law is enacted this year and doesn't get delayed or torpedoed during implementation process, he said. Now that the election is over, it's time for Utah's political leaders to uphold their promise and implement a work, workable medical cannabis law possible. Um, there you go. There you go. Utah. So, you know, so they have some, some strict rules and strict, strict guidelines. At least they've got something in place. I think, you know, you don't, smoking is the last thing you have to do anymore. Um, I don't think really fair to limit the form you can use. I think uh, is definitely a very quick way of getting something into your system. You can vaporize, so I don't know if they're going to let them do that. Uh, probably not. But at least they legalize. So that's pretty good. And then we've got Michigan goes green. Whoop, whoop. Michigan voters on Tuesday approved legalized marijuana for recreational use. NBC News projected that 58% of the state's residents chose yes on Proposal 1 uh, with 55.7% of Michigan already, already had a sizable medical marijuana industry, but Tuesday's vote means residents 21 and older can now consume and grow up to 12 plants for personal use. Wow. 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 That's awesome. That is awesome. The state will also be able to issue licenses for dispensaries and other marijuana-related businesses with taxes on the proposed uh, projected, uh, on the businesses projected to bring in 112 to $275 million a year, according to estimates collected by the Detroit Free Press. Michigan becomes a 10th state to legalize recreational marijuana. That's awesome. There we go. Doing it. Bell, We're what was it. that number? Said it was the thirty-first state. Tenth. Tenth state. But but there was Utah and Missouri as well. South Dakota didn't uh, get to legalize. So. Um, so what does that? Oh, what, yeah. what number are we oh, up sorry, to? North Over we thirty. North Dakota. Yeah. North Dakota. Uh, no, we're at. What are we at? Well, now we can calculate again. Like 14 legal states, something like that. So we're we're at like 14 or so legalized states. Uh, this says more legalized states. 
I don't know. Wow. We got to do this. Hey, just we're getting it. The sisters checking it out. Um, and I do want to air this. This. Um, <laughs> this is going to take about five minutes. So y'all ready? This is a little thing I found this morning uh, while posting all the cannabis stuff I was posting. So check this out. This was, um, you all remember when President Trump said that, uh, yeah, <laughs> Freudian slip, <laughs> uh, he said he was going to give death penalty to drug dealers, right? So here, check this out. President Trump just called for giving the death penalty to drug dealers. So will a pharmaceutical CEO be the first one executed? The real drug dealer. In a recent speech, President Trump offered his proposed solution to the opioid crisis. If we don't get tough on the we're wasting, remember that, we're wasting our time. And that toughness includes the death penalty. I'm not sure how exactly executing people will solve a public health crisis. My personal view of the death penalty is that in a just world, we wouldn't need it. And in an unjust world, we shouldn't have it. But hey, if we're going to start putting drug dealers in the electric chair, I've got the perfect guy. A billion former who was arrested by the FBI in October for an alleged scheme to, quote, lead a nationwide conspiracy to bribe medical practitioners to unnecessarily prescribe a fentanyl-based pain medication and defraud health care insurers. Man, they sure make drug dealers sound fancy when you're rich, don't they? Sarah Fuller first got her hands on the opioid John Kapoor push back in January 2002, when FedEx delivered a box containing a 20-day supply of substance, a fentanyl-based mouthpiece. During the 15 months of her first dose and her death at 32 from a fatal overdose, Medicare shelled out $250,544 to cover the drug for a statute report. According to Fuller's family and transcripts of their lawsuit against Insys, she had previously struggled with opioid dependency following two car accidents that left her with chronic pain. But she was off all pharmaceuticals the first time she encountered an instant sales rep who was present during her doctor's appointment to help the have only ever been approved for cancer patients with breakthrough pain. In a video with Stat News, Sarah's mother said, "Just totally destroyed her life. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they killed her." According to data collected by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, Insys, with John Kapoor at the helm, paid doctors six million dollars without Illinois. Insys paid eighty-four thousand four hundred dollars in speaking to a doctor they knew had been indicted on federal false claims charges. When a member of Insys' own sales team informed company supervisors that, quote, the doctor runs a very shady pill mill and only accepts cash and was under DEA surveillance, the supervisor called the doctor a, quote, go-to physician and advised, sit with him. Along with John Kapoor, at least seven other Insys executives have been arrested and currently face federal charges. At the time of these alleged crimes, substance was the only product the company had ever brought to market. So this wasn't a few bad apples. This was 
allegedly a criminal cartel. Because if you only sell one drug, it's an opioid 50 times stronger than heroin, and you bribe doctors to get people purposely addicted to it, can you really call yourself a pharmaceutical company? And if so, what does that say about the pharmaceutical industry? Now, something tells me that when President Trump says he wants to start executing drug dealers, he doesn't have one of his fellow billionaires in mind. But why not? Like I said, I don't actually think the death penalty makes a lick of sense as a way to fight addiction. But setting that aside, if we're not going to execute John Kapoor, on what basis would we execute anyone else? Kapoor has pled not guilty to the charges and awaits trial. He's presumed innocent until proven guilty. But if he's ever convicted, I do hope the sentence will be death. Or, you know, we could stop pretending there's a tough guy solution to addiction and start looking for ways to reduce the harm. In the meantime, Innocent lives to fight another day. In fact, despite all of the dirty dealing, overdose deaths, and multiple arrests of the last few years, the DEA just approved Innocent's next big blockbuster drug, synthetic THC. Yep, it's still federally illegal for cancer patients anywhere in the country to smoke a joint to quell their chemo. But Insys will soon be selling pure THC because they've been so very, very trustworthy in the past. Are you starting to feel like this is all a sick game? Well, here's the kicker. In 2016, Insys gave a half a million dollars to an anti-cannabis legalization campaign in their home state of Arizona. Now, excuse me while I go look for my pitchfork. And that was... <clears throat> I want to tell you who that was speaking. Um, We're wasting our time. Uh, hang on one second. That was. Right, right. So we oh, don't I just get got it. David. In a recent speech. David Beinenstock, Great Moments in Weed History. So that's just that's that's what he had to say about um, President Trump's thoughtfulness on um, the death penalty for. For drug dealers and um, reform and rehabilitation is the way to go, which is why some countries are legalizing all drugs in general. So, what, what, hang on, hold on, ready? What have we come with? How many states are legal now? Magic, lucky number, definite maybe 13. All right. 12 in Washington. 12. I mean, Okay. We'll count D.C. as the 13th. Congratulations, Canada. And I like that Utah wrote where it's a cannabis act, not marijuana act, because the difference between those two words get a lot of people in trouble. Um, It it got us in trouble with uh, the whole concentrate decision. So anyway, we'll... North Dakota marijuana legalization measure fails. Yep. Uh, North Dakota voters rejected a marijuana legalization ballot on measure uh, yesterday. The measure failed by a margin of 41% in favor of 59. Again, unlike cannabis legalization laws approved in a number of other states to date, the North Dakota initiative would have set no limit on the amount of marijuana that people could possess or cultivate. And that was the problem right there. There was no limit. 
And see, when you write these bills and initiatives, you have to think about your 90-year-old neighbor, you know, who's going to, or, or your 40 or 20-year-old neighbor who's going to walk by your backyard and see a freaking field of pot back there. You know, you, you, you can't have one over the That's all the poultry. Um, it would also have allowed a system of legal marijuana production and sales that outlined no rules and regulations for the industry, something that would have been up to the state lawmakers to tackle in the upcoming legislative session. Additionally, the ballot measure would have created a process to automatically expunge convictions for marijuana offenses. Well, and that pissed off the prison, so there's that. This was a very impressive showing given it was a truly grassroots effort and the first time legalization had appeared on the ballot in a very conservative state. Um, Mason Bird, a spokesperson for MPP, Marijuana Policy Project, said of the new results, the ball is now rolling in North Dakota, and we hope the state's passionate local activist community will keep the momentum going. It is worth noting the first legalization initiative we ran in Colorado in 2006 received about 41%, and it wasn't uh, much longer before we crossed the goal line. The full legalization measure qualified this year's, uh, qualified for this year's ballot in August without support from major national organizations that have funded cannabis initiatives in other states. So, <clears throat> there you have it. Um, I kept saying South And North Dakota, we'll see if we can't get Cannabis Kid back on here. Oh. He had to go. Um, thank you, Cannabis Kid, for <coughs> tuning in. Sorry, we couldn't hear you very well. Oh, you're back? Let's see if we can get him back on there um, for the closing show anyway. Are you there? Good morning. I'm here. Sorry. <laughs> right, yeah, there. I have a lot of stuff in the back of my truck, and it gets kind of bouncy when I go over the freeway. Oh, it's probably just freeway noise. At any rate, yeah, we're, good. we're glad you are able to chime in. And next week, he's going to be here live. And hopefully we'll see you for our big party Saturday, 10 to 3. Come on down to Tumbleweed Health Center, folks, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. We're having a, a fun time Saturday to celebrate our seventh, um, our seventh birthday. We actually opened 11-11-11, but this year 11-11-18 falls on a Sunday. So we're having our party on Saturday during our work hours. Woo-hoo! So come down, get certified, get, get some prizes. We might even have the big spinny wheel out there. Who knows? Uh, we'll see if we can get that thing out of storage. <laughs> That's a good one. So thanks for tuning in, folks. Here we go. Hang on one second. We've got to do this all officially. Netherlands, thank you for coming back. We've missed you. We've missed the Netherlands. Um, Cannabis Kid, thanks for appearing and popping in live as a surprise. And congratulations to the United States of America. We're doing it. One cannabis state at a time. So it's important to get folks, and if you do anything, vote for weed. We'll see you next week with the Cannabis Kid, Silver Sister. And what is it? Next week, the 14th? Ooh, we're getting up there. Oh, where's the bells? It's almost Christmas. I don't have my bells. Oh, no. All right, well, remember, folks, it's really, really important to stay educated. And it's really, really, really important to get out there for Black Friday and go Christmas shopping. Remember, <laughs> be smart. Be smart. Be, be safe. safe. And, and educate. Educate. All right. <laughs> Thanks, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Drive safe, Cannabis Kid. We love you all. 
And we will see you, you next week. Bye-bye.